Hi, I'm Tammy Hicks-Jackson. Welcome to my podcast. I am a Christian pastor in the United Methodist tradition, and this podcast covers a variety of topics. You may find anything from Bible study and devotions to yoga and meditation from a Christian perspective to my thoughts on Christian leadership and the church. Look for the descriptions and the tags for each episode to find what you're interested in. And thanks for taking this journey with me. Let's jump into this episode. First Chronicles chapter 13 tells the story of the transporting of the ark and Uzzah's death. This is covered in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Chapter 14 um, as we move into it, we've moved into the middle section of the book of First Chronicles. Chapters 14 through 22 are a section of narrative which shows um, how David comes to glory as the king of Israel. It largely draws on Second Samuel 5, verses 11 and 12 here. Um, the increase of wives and children for David indicate his rising status. He's a powerful force. It is a dynasty being established. Powerful kings had many, many wives, concubines, and children. Two defensive battles here occur against the Philistines. David consults God before he goes into battle. This is something that Saul neglects to do except as a public um, display to people. Because David fears and respects God, God is going to bring David the fear and respect of people, of other people, the, the respect of his country and the fear from other countries. In chapter 15, they're going to transport the ark correctly this time. The chronicler spends more time on the lineup of people who are transporting the ark than he does on the actual journey itself. Um, this may remind you a little bit of First Chronicles 9, 3 through 34, where there's this lineup, there are assignments of personnel um, that, that are given there as well. There's very abbreviated mention of Michael's reaction. In Samuel's writings, Michael is quite appalled, uh, but here that's just really, really downplayed. In chapter 16, David has set up a tent for the ark to, to remain in. This may or may not be the tabernacle in the wilderness, which was also called the tent of meeting. Scholars are really divided on whether the reference here is to that tent proper or whether it was just a tent set up specifically for the ark. I'm kind of leaning toward it being the ark of the tabernacle. On there, I think after they transported the ark incorrectly and Uzzah died, that David's going to be a little bit more careful to get it right. David gives gifts to all the people. This shows that he's going to share in the blessings. So his people are going to prosper as he prospers. So he may need to lead them into battle. They may have to fight against things, but there would be good times and the good times would extend to all of the people and not just the king and the people in the palace. It's a really, really smart way to build goodwill. He's not just taxing his people. He's gifting them as well. Like I said, we all prosper together. People tend not to resent someone doing well if they're also doing well. It's a good leadership principle for us to follow. There's a psalm that um, is given here in the text, a song. Uh, it's a careful construction 
made out of three others, out of Psalm 105, Psalm 96, and Psalm 106. It follows a pattern of thanksgiving, remembrance, honor, and thanksgiving again. At this point, we have established regular worship um, in the way that should be done. Chapter 17 is a repeat of 2 Samuel 7. Chapter 18, now we have offensive battles. Um, The country had to have been defending themselves against attack from others. Now they're going to go out and conquer other areas. It's portrayed here as a way to gather resources for the building of the temple. So you go out and raid a a neighboring tribe or country. You take the spoils uh, when you conquer them, and you will use those to build the temple. In chapter 18, verse 11, we see that they are dedicated. These resources are dedicated to the Lord. This is very close to 2 Samuel 8. Chapter 19 correlates to 2 Samuel 10. There's also some material from um, 2 Samuel 11. As we move into Chronic, 1 Chronicles chapter 20, I want you to notice that the Bathsheba adultery story that is present in 2 Samuel 11 is omitted here. I mentioned earlier that the chronicler, the author of this particular story, is going to kind of clean up the reputation of the kings. He wants the people to see God's activity at work, um, and they have to do that by believing that their rulers were given to them by God. So he's going to focus on their good parts and minimize their bad parts, not denying that they have some failures, but just minimizing them. The Philistine conflict continues, though. Here we have a relative of Goliath being killed by a relative of David, by David's brother. Um, There are portrayed here some physical deformities um, that could indicate some problematic health issues. They could have been a result of incest when uh, people who are too closely related um, produce offspring. It creates a limited genetic pool that creates deformities. This could be gigantism. Um, which is a, a human growth hormone that doesn't know how to be turned off. It could be a, it could be thyroid issues, um, could be something that begins to be inherited and passed down. But the Philistines are an exceedingly large group of people. So that's a real quick trip through these next few chapters that takes us up through First Chronicles chapter twenty. Thank you.